When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Here's the staff to Riley's. He drops back. Blue Chiefs looking for Everly. He's throwing. Go to the end zone. Now McDavid walks in right circle. Back to Everly. Touchdown Eskimo. One-timer score. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. The Edmonton Oilers are back to work. A late afternoon practice at the downtown community rink. Of course, the Oil Kings using the Rogers Place rink tonight as they will try to snap their 15-game losing streak as they take on the Regina Pats. Brendan Ulrich standing by at the downtown community rink. We will get to him in a minute or two, but the breaking news from late this afternoon, Mike Illich has passed away at the age of 87. He's been the owner of the Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers since the 1980s. Of course, uh, originally uh, made his fortune as one of the uh, founders of Little Caesars, the pizza chain. He bought the Red Wings in 1982. They weren't very good. They eventually got very good, and they are currently riding a streak of 25 straight playoff appearances. 1990 was their last miss. And around the NHL, a lot of people talk about, well, the Detroit model, the Red Wings model. Well, if it were that easy, everybody would do it. And uh, Illich, a big part of what they've been able to accomplish with steady leadership and uh, building around great players. And, uh, yeah, it's a model everybody else in the NHL would like to be able to follow. Easier said than done. And, uh, hey, when I was a kid, I remember that team was one of the teams you laughed at. And then they got Steve Eiserman. They started building around him. They had tons of – they got to be a pretty good team and then had tons of playoff disappointment before – they started winning Stanley Cups. Uh, I can remember the 1993 seventh game overtime loss to Toronto in the first round. Nikolai Borashevsky, I believe, the game-winning goal in that one. Uh, they made the Stanley Cup final in the lockout uh, shortened season and got swept by the New Jersey Devils. And there was the whole, oh, Iserman's never going to be able to do it. Why can't they come through in the clutch? And then the back-to-back uh, cups in 97 and 98 and then a couple of more since the turn of the century. So Mike Illich, the man at the top of all that, he departs today at the age of 87. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on 630 Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. Hope you have a great weekend planned. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. In the NHL tonight, just have two games, but one of them of interest because the Blackhawks who are here tomorrow night are facing the Winnipeg Jets. That's just getting underway. The Lightning and the Wild also about to face off in Minnesota. Chicago and Edmonton tomorrow on Ched with 6.30 for the face-off show and the game will start at 8. All right, let's go downtown. Producer of Oilers now, Brendan Ulrich at Oilers practice. Brendan, how are you doing? Hey, not bad, Reed. What's going on? 
Well, it's exciting. The Oilers back at it. A lot of people wondering what's going on. Tell us a, a little bit, first of all, about the uh, a couple of guys who were injured last time, Matthew Benning and Chris Russell. What does it look like uh, is happening with them? Were they out there today? Yeah, Russell uh, was not on the ice, so that doesn't uh, appear to be good. Matt Benning started practice, um, but he left about 20 minutes in. Uh, so not sure exactly what that means. We'll have to wait and see what Tom McClellan says. Uh, there was a bit of a positive uh, mood around here at the start of practice. And Darnell Nurse was actually out there skating well. It, it looked like he was going to be a full goal in practice, but he also left the ice about 20 minutes in. So uh, they had they were stuck with the, they started with 18 men and then they were down to six. So if I had to guess, those would be the six that play tomorrow. Oshley was with Sekera. Uh They had Larson and uh, Clefbaum together, of course, and Davidson and Brava. Okay, so that uh, is the same D that played against Montreal on Sunday. So it looks like, and again, we'll get an update from Todd McClellan, but probably Benning stays on IR for the time being, and Nurse is starting to work his way back closer to game action, so that's promising. What's going on with Cam Talbot? Sounds like he wasn't out there today. Yeah, Cam Talbot was uh, not on the ice. The others put out a tweet early in the practice saying that uh, it's a travel delay. So they actually had goaltender... Uh, a Golden Bears goaltender, Kenny Cameron out here. Uh, so probably a bit of a thrill for him. But, of course, uh, it was Dussois handling uh, most of the work here in uh, Oilers practice. Okay, so Talbot, a travel delay. All right, well, too bad he couldn't make it back. But ob- obviously we expect him to play uh, tomorrow and, well, most of the way for, for the rest of the season. Up front, uh, Jujar Kara out on the ice. Was he part of the rotation? How long did he stay out there? Yeah, he was out there at the start as well. I think he was just an extra guy for most of the early drills, but uh, I, I believe he left the Aces. I haven't seen him out here for uh, the last little while. They're actually working on the power play right now, and of course he wouldn't be out there for that. But uh, he was out there, appeared to be skating well. Uh, Nurse and uh, Carroll are actually working together ahead of practice, uh, doing some drills, and they both appeared to be moving fine, but uh, I think he uh, may still be, be out of action. and most likely see Hendricks in the lineup tomorrow. All right, so that's interesting. A lot of uh, speculation, and we, we are probably going to get the exact same lineup that beat Montreal on Sunday. Brendan Ulrich joining us from the downtown community rink inside sports on 630 Chad. What was the, what, what's the practice been like? Was it, was it a lot of skating? Was it a lot of flow? Because that's what they did coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah, it was a lot of flow. Uh, they went right, uh, right into business here, no messing around uh, they were doing uh, three-on-two drills early, and then um, they were just doing a lot of flow. Now they're working on the power play. But McClellan was stressing, you know, let's get at it. Let's, uh, let's show, show some pride. This is practice. But he was getting on the guys. I think, uh, you know, they, they didn't really start the way they wanted to after the all-star break. Maybe they're trying to do things a little bit differently. Um, now they're doing a bit of skating, so not really uh, messing around today. I think McClellan sort of went but uh, they need to get uh, active early. They can't afford to get off to a slow start like you did after the also break. Yeah, for sure. So were the for- then the forward lines were exactly the same because there's always speculation about shuffling things up. You know, the, are the left wingers going to be moved around? But it was still Maroon, McDavid, and Dreisaitl, and then Lucic, Nugent, Hopkins, and Everly? Yeah, it was exactly that. That's exactly how it was. Um, I know a lot of people think maybe they should try something differently here uh, because it wasn't really working before the uh, the bye week, but it was working before that. I mean, that top line has been really good all season. I think Todd McClellan doesn't want to go away from that just yet. Uh, he wants to see if they can uh, 
to get back on track here. You know, the second line, that's the line that struggled a lot this season. But here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure Todd McClellan is telling those guys that, hey, this bye week, maybe a reset for you. What happened early in the season doesn't really matter. Uh, as long as you can give us something here down the stretch and uh, as we get closer to the playoffs. So I think McClellan wants to stick with those lines for the time being. Uh, but I'm sure at the same time he also maybe has some, some plans in the back of his mind to maybe switch things up against Chicago if uh, those uh, lines continue to go. In terms of Darnell Nurse, was there any, like, did he look pretty comfortable? Did you notice any hesitation, or were you thinking, oh, wow, it looks like he's he's back and pretty comfortable? Oh, he looked, yeah, he looked really good. No, no signs of any ankle issues out there. So I was sort of surprised he left practice as early as he did because, he was out here a little bit early, uh, and then he was taking part in the first couple of drills. But uh, I think the others just want to be, uh, you know, cautious, see uh, where it goes, get him out there, see if the ankle reacts after a bit of a skate here with the team. Uh, but <laughs> I think he's ahead of schedule. I don't know how far ahead of schedule, but he looked really good. Okay, well, yeah, because we were thinking probably a, a maybe a mid-March return. So if he were to come back earlier in March, uh, that would that would be great stuff. All right, well, thanks for the update, Brandon. Uh, it sounds like uh, a lot of things to watch for, and I know you got to go grab some interviews that you're going to get in for me here. So thanks a lot for joining us, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we'll talk to you later. That is Brendan Ulrich, the producer of Oilers Now, here on 630. Chet from the downtown community arena, the Oilers back to work so Benning was out there left a little early Nurse was out there left after about 15 minutes no Cam Talbot because of a travel delay U of A Golden Bears goaltender Kenny Cameron filling in with Laurent Brassois in the other net so that is the uh, update and you're going to get more from the head coach you'll hear from Todd McClellan when we return it's 6.15 Inside Sports on 6.30 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, so Cam Talbot traveled delay, not practicing with the Oilers this afternoon. We will uh, see if he's out there for the morning skate tomorrow. I expect that he will be Oilers host Chicago tomorrow night. The Hawks underway in Winnipeg about six minutes in, no score. About five minutes in, no score between the Lightning and the Wild. That's uh, all for the NHL tonight. Uh, we're going to get to head coach Todd McClellan in a second here. There more Eskimos news today with free agency coming up on Tuesday. Some signings being made. So they've extended the contracts of pending free agent agents. Nate Ajay, he's a receiver. Uh, doesn't get a lot of use. Had six catches in 12 games last year for 53 yards. Five special teams tackles as well. Blair Smith, linebacker, also re-signed through 2018. Now Blair Smith, a Canadian player, important on special teams. He had a uh, 15 special teams tackles in 15 games last season. He was picked by the Eskimos in the 2015 draft, and he's uh, played for them for the two seasons ever since being picked. So one of those depth guys, but important to your roster. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tell you what, we will uh, we do have open line time if you want to jump in and uh, talk a little Oilers here, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. I know the uh, line combinations and the team's lack of offense in the four games between uh, the All-Star break and the bye week were a big point of discussion, but they decide not to make any changes at practice today, and head coach Todd McClellan addressed the media just a few moments ago. Obviously, we haven't scored at the pace or the rate that we need to or wanted to, uh, but I also look at the way we've defended. We haven't given up very much, 
Uh, you go all the way back to the Anaheim uh, road game or road trip. The only stinker defensively was the, the Minnesota one. So coming out of a break like this, we're going to stay with some familiarity and uh, give these guys an opportunity to, uh, to try and find a little more offense. We failed once miserably against Minnesota coming out, so we've adjusted some things practice-wise today and expect the players to adjust uh, a few things individually tomorrow so that we get a better opportunity at success. What do you make of having a 5 o'clock practice in a morning skate and another game? What do you do with I don't know. We're trying to figure out a five-day break after a four-day break with four-day. Like, it's just a confusing time for a lot of teams right now. And, um, it, it is what it is. We've... Uh, We've known about it for a long time, so we, we can't say we're not prepared. Um, the players should be rested. They're going to be rusty. We expect that. So they've got to adjust their games a little bit. And, um, you know, whatever we do or don't do tomorrow will be replicated in Chicago when we go back there next Saturday and play against them in the same situation. So hopefully we can... Uh, we can put together a better effort than we did against Minnesota and, and be happy with uh, with the results. Is it a little difficult, Todd, because normally coming off of a break like this, you want to maybe work the guys a little bit and work some of that stuff out, but because the game's so soon that it's... You can't well, we didn't... Uh, you know, if you compare this skate to what we did uh, pre uh, or post, pardon me, post All-Star break, this one wasn't near as taxing. Um, and uh, that's something we talked about as a, as a staff. We went pretty hard that day. I don't know if it affected us the next night or, or not. Today we uh, we pulled the reins back a little bit, and uh, you know that was our adjustment as a staff. Like I said earlier, they'll need to adjust their approach uh, coming out of the uh, the five day break as well. You've had your couple of breaks now, and it's pretty much <coughs> just a stretch drive from here on in. You've got to like your position. Well, it's yeah, the, the cushion that we created closed a little bit in the uh, the four games from All-Star break to this break. Um, obviously, us only getting two points, but um, other teams will go on their break, and while that's happening, we have to make sure we put points in the bank. Um, there's no such word as comfort in the NHL. It doesn't matter what time of the season you're in um, as a team or as an individual, so I wouldn't say we're comfortable by any means. Uh, we're well aware of what's going on around us, and and how much hockey we have left. It's not like we're in the 10-game stretch. We've got, uh, got quite a few games to play. Nurse and Benning are skating tonight? Nurse and Benning. Benning looks like he'll be okay. Um, Nurse obviously isn't ready, but he's he's back on the ice. Cairo's uh, on the ice, so those are good signs, but uh, neither of those two will be ready to, to compete. Todd, so, um, I'm sure you heard just as you were coming on the ice from Mr. Relish. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say enough about that family to begin with, and certainly the uh, the patriarch was was Mr. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk over the last few days about the Stanley Cups and the the great ball teams that he put together. Uh, I think it's more important that we talk about the way that family treats people, and uh, you know the organization, the Illiches led by him and and Mrs. Illich were. Uh, uh, tremendous. It didn't matter where you stood in the totem pole as an employee. They treated everybody the same, and uh, uh, you know it's a sad day for for anybody who knew him, but for hockey in general. And of course, Todd McClellan, a former assistant coach with the Detroit Red Wings, and uh, Mike Illich, the owner of the Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers, passing away today at the age of uh, 87. So a lot of people in the hockey world talking about that. So McClellan did say there, Benning looks like he'll be okay. Didn't specifically say if he'll be active for tomorrow, but but certainly good news. That was a huge hit he took from Victor Stahlberg one week ago tonight. So if Benning doesn't play uh, doesn't play tomorrow, then you'd think hopefully he's back for Tuesday. Uh, Kara and Nurse. 
coming along, not ready to be back in action. Uh, I, I guess Anton Lander might have been an extra forward today as well. Brendan did say uh, Hendricks was up on the left wing on that line. So, But, uh, I mean, Lander could rotate in for Hendricks. We'll see how that goes. The D pairings were Clefbaum with Larson, Sekera with Osterley, and Davidson with Griba. All right, 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. We have Jay on the phone line. Jay, thanks for waiting. I wanted to play that McClellan stuff. What's going on? Well, I think I loved uh, looking at that McClellan stuff, especially the paying the tribute to Mike Illich. Um, just wanted to, to chime in. I know when I'm listening to you guys talking about the trade deadline, there's talk about Patrick Eves and, uh, and uh, centers and wingers, but I don't understand why there's not more attention being drawn. To me, the most underrated position is the goaltender. Uh, you look at the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the free fall they took, when uh, when Price was injured, and you look this year at the Dallas Stars, who have far more talent, they should be much further ahead. But again, they're being held back by their goaltending. We right now are being anchored by Cam Talbot, and he's doing a fantastic job. But I feel like the sort of Damocles is sort of hanging over the Oilers' head. I think LB is potentially a good goaltender, but if you look at last year's record, he wasn't ready. This year, we have a sample of one where he did not have a psychological uh, test. He was up three to, three to nothing early in the game and wasn't, wasn't mentally tested. I'm worried that if Talbot gets an injury, everything could unravel and the Oilers could be on the outside looking in on the playoffs again. And I'm just wondering why no one seems to be concerned and looking at who is out there that they could get as a, as a more proven backup. I just don't see LB as someone that you would want to... Uh, I don't see him being a Mike Condon or a Peter Budai. So that's just my opinion. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Well, I, I think a lot of people are worried, and Rob and I have been answering a lot of questions about that, maybe not as much lately. Uh, look, I, I think I think a lot of teams, including the Oilers, wanted Chad Johnson in the offseason. He chose to go to Calgary. Uh, James Reimer would have been another uh you know, top guy available. I don't think the Oilers were going to give him a five-year deal like he got from Florida. So they got Jonas Gustafson, and quite frankly, Jonas failed, and he wasn't good enough. And I was worried about Gustafson in the summer. I, I if they acquire a backup, I, I mean, he's going to be still just that, Jay. He's going to be a backup. So he's. Well, what about someone like um, and I, I'm and I don't know who is all out there. What about someone even like Kerry Ramo? I mean, he's not great, but I still think he would be a more stable choice as a backup than what we than than LB so well but you're still not going to play him much more than you than you playing LB in the regular season right so I guess if you're guarding against injury like I don't don't think if they get Kerry Ramo or whoever uh is Ramo still with the Marlies by the way yeah I I don't know where he is right now I just know that he's he's someone who comes to mind as someone who Maybe he's not an outstanding goaltender, but... Oh, he's back in Finland now, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, if he's not good enough to make the Toronto Marlies AHL team, are the Oilers necessarily going to bring him in, right? I mean, that's the thing. It, it's yeah, the backup goalie position. There aren't there aren't a lot of good options. I, I share your concern if Talbot gets hurt, but there are about 25 teams that are in that same boat. There aren't a lot of top-notch backups. And I, Anders Nilsson, I don't know if he puts us further ahead either, so... Well, no, I don't think so. But you're right. People are concerned about it. Uh, I don't know if that's addressed in the short term with a guy that pe- people are really going to feel good about. Jay, thanks for your time, okay? All right, thanks. All right, 780-496-0063. You'll hear from Connor McDavid, and you can just text 630-630 as well. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 
This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Letest to a former member of the St. Paul Junior B Canadians who are uh, hosting Junior B Provincials this season. I was uh, talking to someone uh, in that league this afternoon, the good old Northeastern Junior B Hockey League. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Latesto and the Oilers back at practice this afternoon. You're going to hear from Connor McDavid in a couple of minutes. Former Oilers defenseman Jason Strudwick will join us between 7 and 7.30. Kellen Kennedy is on the other side of the window. Kellen, great T-shirt, buddy. Thank you. The Def Leppard T-shirt. Where's that Where? When and where is that from? 1987, Hysteria. Well, it's, you not, weren't born. It's, it's a reprint of the it's, shirts it's, from 87. It's, a it's not of, an old shirt, but you know what I mean. Well, good man. Uh, you know, Kellen, we had the caller there, and the phone lines are open, 780-496-0063, if anybody feels like uh, chatting tonight. I, I always feel like I'm, I'm letting people down a little bit when they call in about the backup goaltender. And because I, I feel like I'm not telling people what they want to hear, mm-hmm. and I, I don't... I, I don't disagree with the point that Jay made, and a couple people have texted about it in tonight, and it has been a topic on and off throughout the year on Overtime Open Line, uh, probably less so lately because certainly the storyline over the road trip was that, or over the four games between the two breaks here, was that they couldn't score. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with people that if, if Cam Talbot gets hurt, the season potentially goes maybe not completely down the tube but it let, let's let's put it uh, diplomatically here if Cam Talbot suffers any sort of a long-term in- injury it becomes much more difficult for the Oilers to win consistently is that a polite way to, to I'll, put it I'll, I'll I'll take that but, but have, having said that I, I I mean I I think I said 25 teams there are realistically at least two-thirds of the team teams in the NHL in that boat where if they all of a sudden had their starter go down and they had to go with their backup night after night, they would not know what the booger they were going to get. So, and I'm not saying that it's good for the Oilers to be in that situation. I'm just saying it's not uncommon. I wasn't a huge fan of the Gustafson signing. Like a lot of people, I was hosting for hoping for Chad Johnson. I wouldn't have even minded Carter Hutton, who, by the way, isn't having a great season with St. Louis, so what do I know? Um, so, okay, they got Gustafson. He hasn't worked out. Jay, the caller, was right. Brassois played one game. He did his job. He's made the saves he had to, but it was also a game the Oilers were playing downhill most of the time because they jumped out to a 3-0 lead. So, uh, you know, when, when I tell people, like, well, I don't know, like, I, I, I agree with the sentiment. I, I just don't want to come in here and say, oh, don't worry. This is Shirelli's next move that everybody's going to love, like they love the Patrick Maroon trade, that, that he's going to get a, a goalie that just makes you feel so good about the backup position. And I just get back to the old thing, there's a, there's a reason that guys are backups. I mean, how many teams currently have two guys that could be bona fide starters in the NHL? Other than Dallas, I can't. Well, think but then Dallas doesn't. I mean, they've been starters. They're not necessarily playing like starters this season. I mean, right. r- the Panthers have Reimer and Luongo. Um, so you know, that's that's the nature of having a backup goaltender. And, and you know, I was just looking through the list. You know, fine. Anders Nielsen is actually having a pretty good year in Buffalo in 20 games. I don't think they're going to go down that road to try to bring him back. No. Um, you know, okay, so Jimmy Howard is coming back after a conditioning stint. He's back up with the Red Wings. The Oilers 
aren't going to trade for Jimmy Howard and $5.3 million for the next two years, you yeah, know, as, no. as a security. So and I'm, I'm not ruling out a trade. I mean, Shirelli has certainly done things that have surprised me and I'm sure surprised all of you at times. He, he's not afraid to make a deal. I just, here's the thing. If, if Shirelli acquires a, 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 a goaltender a goal for a little bit of insurance, I really think the only advantage that that goaltender would have over LB would that be he would that be he would be more experienced. I, I don't think you would really look at a backup that could be acquired in the next three weeks between now and the trade deadline and have it be someone who would make you say, "Well, thank goodness, Cam Talbot goes down. There's virtually no drop off. Like you just you just will not get a guy of that caliber." Well, also, what would his confidence level would be? Because let's face it, you'd be trading with a team that. Quite possibly, is out of the playoffs at this point, and if you know they're they're from a a bottom six team, you know they've probably got more losses than wins on the season, right? Well, and here's the thing: I, I think if Shirelli gets a goaltender, and he, and he might, he might he might say I'd sooner have, and, and I think for me the experience factor would come down to it. Maybe he'll get someone who'll say, you know what, I'm just going to go with this guy because at least he's played. Maybe a few dozen, maybe a few hundred games in the NHL as opposed to Brassois. What's he up to? Seven now, I think. As a po- Fair enough. Value of experience? Absolutely. I, I, I've been saying that all year. That's the advantage of a Chris Russell. And I know he has a lot of detractors, but the, the guy has experience. He's played over 600 games. He knows what it's like to be a pro and go out there night after night. He knows what his skill set is and what he has to do to be successful. So if they acquire a goaltender with more games under his belt that c- can come in there, Fine, but I don't think there's anybody in terms of his playing is his pure playing ability that is going to make you feel much better than LB. That, that that's how I feel. That's that's really how I feel. I mean, it's it's like you know, it's like using your 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 fifth pitcher in the rotation in a in a playoff baseball series. He might be able to go out there and throw a gem, but there's a reason you've slotted him as your fifth guy. He's the odds are he's not going to be as solid as the four guys who pitched ahead of him. He might be able to have a few good performances, right? But if that guy all of a sudden has to become your ace, long-term, you're probably hooped. Yep, and you're trying to avoid having Cliff Pennington come in from your outfield to pitch during, so, you know, no, you're, just dropping tons, had, right? you're just dropping tons of references. <laughs> so that, that, that's that's where I sit with the backup goaltender, and I I'm probably not doing anything to make anybody feel better about it. And I, and I hate to do that because I know on a Friday night the team's getting back to action. I want everybody to be happy. You know, I, 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 I want to be your therapist. That's my role sometimes. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I think Chad Johnson was the guy to be the backup this summer. And quite frankly, he saved Calgary's season. If he were here, would Talbot have played as many games? Maybe not. But I still, and, and, and again, another point. If they acquire somebody else, I still think Talbot's playing all the time. Oh, if, absolutely. If they yeah. acquire somebody else, I still think Talbot. Now, maybe if they do well, maybe they, you know, this is awesome that we're even mentioning this. If the Oilers do well, maybe they clinch a playoff spot with six, seven games left in the season. Maybe you'd alternate. I don't. I don't know. But that's that's a bunch of bunch of what ifs. I I I, I just don't. I mean, people can tell me if I'm wrong. You can text 63630, the phone number 7804960063. Who are you really going to have ability-wise that makes you feel 
good about the backup position. Experience-wise, yes. Lots of options. Now, having said that, Jonas Gustafsson had, had I mean, the guy's in his 30s. He had experience. So I, I just don't know really who you're going to acquire that makes you feel better ability-wise. You could probably acquire a backup for a relatively low price at the deadline if that's the route you're going to go. As, as Kellen pointed out, maybe it's somebody off a team that's doing horrible and they're selling off pieces, uh, but that's where I'm at with that. 780-496-0063. We'll get to Connor McDavid in a second. First, Chris from Phoenix is on the line. Hi, Chris. What's up, Reed? Hey, I'm doing well. You're all happy tonight. I'm always happy. I don't know. It, it, it makes my day go by quick. Hey, here's here's a suggestion. I suggested this about a month ago to another show, um, which is funny because now they're bringing up this name. Uh, why not Ben Bishop? Uh, so you, uh, he's making $6 million. He's a UFA after the season, so you acquire him and uh, you have him sit on the bench. Oh, maybe. Uh, what, what would you have to give up for him, though? If they're going to trade with Tampa Bay, why don't you trade Davidson for Boyle? Well, yeah, that, well, we're, we're talking, we're talking backup goaltenders. Well, I know, and yeah, but I, I just would love Boyle. I would also like uh, uh, what's the there's a there's a couple of other players uh, on that team. Uh, I was I was thinking about the other day. Uh, I can't even think of, of the the players, but uh, uh, we're we're going to need a backup goalie. It's it, we're we're tempting fate right now with uh, with playing um, we're with playing Talbot. I, I get it that the, he seems to be playing way better whenever he's getting the workload but that's not the issue like anything can happen like he can tweak something he can you know it, it just it just happens freak we've 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 witnessed some freak incidences with the Oilers come on like you have Eberly you've got Ryan Nugent Hopkins that trips over his feet and and then messes up his shoulder his rookie season you know Taylor Hall uh twisting his his ankle hyperextending whatever he did in a fight you know so we we've seen Connor McDavid. You know, we've seen we've seen freak incidences and accidents. So accident, sorry. And we need somebody to uh, to go in there if uh, if need be. Um, I'm hoping Brassois can eventually be that, but I just don't see Brassois being the answer if he has to play for 20 games in a row. So, well, I hear like like I was saying, Chris. I, I don't disagree with the sentiment. Uh, I mean, okay, maybe Bishop. Somebody's texted in Mark Andre Fleury. Okay. Uh, yeah, but 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 Bishop Bishop at one year uh, Bishop's for half done. the season, right? You know, one and done, and, and he's probably got like less than a three million dollar cap hit, right? If we pick him up at the trade deadline, where you have Mark Andre Fleury, I think he's signed for another two years. I'm just double checking the salary. I think that's right. He is signed until uh, and he's, and he's yeah. over six million too. He's five point seven five. So yeah, he's just okay. a little less than Bishop. Yeah. So worst case scenario, you get Bishop. He he plays for five games, if that. Because uh, I would I would really hate to to see something happen where, you know, Talbot does get injured and we miss the playoffs. Because that's the last thing that that we we need right now with this run that we're doing, and especially going into the playoffs, we're going to need a healthy Talbot. Like we don't have marketing, uh, you know, backing up Rollison. We don't have marketing backing up. Uh, you know where we where we had that back in the '06 run, so it's going to be interesting. It's it's awesome that we're actually talking about this, that we're actually talking about the playoffs and talking about who we're going to pick up as opposed to who we're drafting first or second overall. Well, it is it is so. a totally different conversation, and I just you know it, it's a bit of a what if conversation. Now with the goaltender, there's no other option. 
But there are four or five guys on the Oilers that if they got hurt, it, it would really hurt the team. Uh, whether you want to talk about, obviously, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Sekera, you know, I'd even put Larson in that category. There are some guys where you'd look where it's like, oh, man, who's who's really going to fill in for them? Now, with the goaltender, it's just one guy, right? So you, you could have just one guy as the backup. You know what? I'll give you, I'll give you this. Chris Bishop is probably one of the better suggestions I've heard. Uh, in terms of, of, of I, 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 but you heard what I'm saying. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up that there's going to be some backup acquired. I mean, even Bishop, he's at 907 save percentage this year, right? Is he playing his best hockey this season? He's better than Gustafson. Fair enough. Yes, true. But like, we we need we need somebody, and, and those guys that you mentioned, minus like Connor McDavid. You know, if, let's just say we do. It's it, it's it's not easy, but it's easier to fill a player, um, player A, uh, a defenseman or a forward than it is to fill. Because we we have to understand, like we're we're not living in La La Land here. Um, Talbot <laughs> has been one of the main. No, we're Talbot has been one of the major reasons why we're as good as we are. Because how many games can you count where we've been? Um, we've been a tire, not a tire fire, but we've literally should have been out of the game within the first five minutes, and he's he's kept us in there, or the last the the, the last period, or whenever. Like you, there was a ton of games. He is he to me right now is our MVP. As much as I love McDavid, yeah, he is. He is our right. MVP. You know, I, I'm so. surprised no one's brought up Yaroslav Halak either. Don't yeah, forget no, about thank him. You. Not for not not he's he's a worse option than than Ben Bishop. He's in the minors. He's in the minors. He's eight one and one with a nine twenty four save percentage, and his contract is well. He's under contract for next season, but you could expose him in the expansion draft, and maybe Vegas would take him. I don't know. But here's the thing: you want you, you would want somebody, and I'm, I'm sorry for taking up so much time to all the other listeners, but we want somebody that's not going to be there past this year because you don't want to have somebody like say Halak who comes. Well, <laughs> you you don't because what if Halak comes up? And he starts lighting it up, then you, what, what does that do to Cam Talbot? Yeah, but he you know, wouldn't be playing him that much, though, right? Well, if, if you're exactly, only play, but if you're only playing him because of an injury, then you would want him to light it up. Oh, true. I, I think in an ideal situation, it's you know just have have the backup goalie for for the few games that we're going to have him, and he's a UFA. You know, if he wants to resign, doubtful because you know Bishop's going to want a, a ton of money. Right, so that's why Bishop. That's why Bishop is your first choice. We'll see. But yeah, I got to awesome. run, buddy. Call after the game Thanks tomorrow, okay? All right. All right, man. We'll be back. Chris from Phoenix. Coming up on six fifty here. Uh, somebody texting in about Keith Kincaid from uh, New Jersey. Okay, you know, fair enough. A little more experienced option. I, I, again, everybody we talk about, there's somebody who comes up with, with the other side. Chris made a Chris made a good argument uh, about Bishop that is a little more compelling, makes a lot of money. You wouldn't have him for the whole season. I, I know somebody has texted in about Halak, who is playing well in the minors. Granted, it is in the minors. His adva- disadvantage is he's under contract for next season. You'll hear from Connor McDavid when we get back.
this is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 6:30. Shad. I was just double checking. Ben Bishop does have a no movement clause, so he would have to waive that to be traded, which means he would have some control over a possible destination if it came to that. I still wonder. I think I speculated on this earlier in the season. I, I still wonder if if Philadelphia might be a destination for Ben Bishop. Just something to keep in mind as we count down to the trade deadline. Oilers back at practice today. Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, Brendan Ulrich, and other members of the media horde talking to Captain Connor McDavid. All nice to be back. Yeah, definitely nice. Uh, you know, it's a nice break. Um, well, nice to have a few days and, and rest. And um, you know, definitely got to be back and be with the guys and be back on the ice. Get a chance to sort of get away, or did you think about hockey the entire time? Oh God, no! Uh, no, I was definitely uh, away from it. Uh, tried to put my phone away as much as I could, and not, not look at the scores and, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you just want to get away from the game for a bit. And, and I do it the best I can, obviously, but it's uh, it's hard sometimes. What's the mindset of the group now? Is your is your back for kind of the stretch drive? You're kind of you hold your fate in your own hands. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, I think it's the first time that the Oilers have played meaningful hockey in February in a long time. So it's something that we can be excited about, and uh, the fans can be excited about, and um, we're definitely uh, eager to get it going. What was it like to practice at five o'clock in the afternoon? A little bit different, um, you know, but the extra time, you know, helps. Uh, extra time to get into town and, and that whole thing. So, um, you know, it's uh, a little bit of an odd time, but um, we made it work. Is that a good feeling that it's in your hands? It's up to you guys. <laughs> you don't have to need any help from anybody else. Yeah, I guess, but you know, so much can happen, and you know, there's so many games left that you, know, you can never really know what's going to happen. So, um, you know, we definitely do. You know, I keep saying we put ourselves in a good spot. Um, you know, heading into the break, or heading in uh, to the, the second half, kind of, I guess, a little bit later than that. But um, you know, we put ourselves in a good spot, and uh, yeah, we just got to keep doing uh, what we've been doing. All right, that's Oilers captain Connor McDavid and more on the Oilers being back to work on 630Ched.com. Brett and Oliver covering practice uh, today. Oilers and Blackhawks tomorrow on 630Ched. 6.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 8, and Chicago was out to a 1-0 lead on the Jets after the first period. Patrick Kane with his 18th of the season. The Lightning and the Wild are scoreless after 1. Your scoreboard is brought to you by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can visit crystalglass.ca. In about 10 minutes, the Oil Kings will face off against Regina. Tough matchup for the Oil Kings, who have lost 15 in a row. Regina 38-6-7 on the year. They're ranked number one in the entire CHL. The Oil Kings back at it. Home ice again Sunday at 4 when they face Calgary. Mike Illich passing away at the uh, the age of 87. He owned the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings. Tiger Woods withdraws from his next two tournaments. Still having trouble with the back. The Eskimos extend a couple of guys, Nate Ajay and Blair Smith, so they will not go to free agency. Greg Ellingson, pretty good receiver for the Ottawa Red Blacks. He will be sticking with them. He signs a two-year extension. We'll talk about the uh, Oilers getting back from the break, and we'll find out what he was doing in Hong Kong. Jason Strudwick up next. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.